Welcome everyone to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our very dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. There you'll also see an option to subscribe for a most excellent daily email with both our text reading and the lesson for the day from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lee Flynn. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.45 a.m. Eastern. Today we continue with Chapter 21, The Inner Picture, with the uh, very wonderful Section 3, Responsibility for Sight. We're also mindful of today's workbook lesson 236, I Rule My Mind, Which I Alone Must Rule. Lori, what have you selected as an opening this morning? Well, I just really love this uh, flash from Paralyzed Amazon. It goes like this. Let your heart be like the sky that transparent, that close. Touch everything. Be so quiet against each leaf, each face. Where lovers move, be there. Where bullets strike, be there. Around each voice, be that air. Now you know how God feels. Father, my mind is open to your thoughts. Amen. Why, amen. That was rather wonderful. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, All right, with us and reading this morning, we have Reverend Rija, Renee, Lemoyne, Jessica, Yvonne, Fran, and Lori. With us and listening, we have Ida. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good, mo- good morning. When I I called in, it said the recording had started. Yes, it has. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Would you like to read this morning, Micah? Oh, sure. Uh Okay. All right. Great. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Roz. Hi, Lana. Hi there. Um, I can also read if you need me. Of course. All right. And we'll get underway. From Chapter 21, then, The Inner Picture, Section 3, The Responsibility for Sight. We have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need 
to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit, for which he gives you everything, the very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. And being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected, yes, but not ambiguous. And if you choose against it now, it will not be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed in your judgment to be too much to pay for peace. Reverend Rija. Uh, you missed several several words um, that didn't come through because your connection was a little wobbly. I just want to okay. Thank you. I'll dive back um, in. <laughs> all right. Uh, chapter twenty-one. Uh, picture. And I'm hearing Reverend Rita. I'm hearing yours as being not as clear, but Lee's as clear. Okay. Um, so if you'll dive back in, Reverend uh, Rita, I'll come back to you. And we'll just have well, Renee read now. I have a new headset. I wonder if that's the problem. Um, hmm. Would you Would you like to dial back in, and we'll see when you reappear? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Renee. Mercury retrograde. <laughs> the responsibility. <laughs> we have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which he gives you everything, the very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection, and being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected, yes, but not ambiguous. And if you choose against it now, it will not be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed in your judgment to be too much to pay for peace. This is the only thing that you need do for vision, happiness release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given you, say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. Please. I can keep going? Uh Uh-huh. I am responsible for what I see. I chose the feelings I experienced, and I decided on the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I asked for and received as I had asked. Thank you, Renee. Reverend Rija? Uh-huh. Which should I do, 14 and 15? 14 through 16, thanks. Through 16, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only thing that you need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given you. Say only this, 
but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience, and I decided on the goal I would achieve. Everything that seems to happen to me, I asked for and received as I had asked. 16. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done. Acknowledge then mistaken, and all effects of your mistakes will disappear. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Lemoyne. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not sure what you want me. That would be 16 and 17. Okay. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken, and all effects of your mistake will disappear. It is impossible the Son of God be merely driven by events outside him. It is impossible that the happenings that come to him were not his choice. His power of decision is the determiner of every situation in which he seems to find himself by chance or accident. No accident nor chance is possible within the universe as God created it, outside of which is nothing. Suffer, and you decided sin was your goal. Be happy, and you gave the power of decision to him who must decide for God, for you. This is the little gift you offer the Holy Spirit, and even this he gave to you to give yourself. For by this gift is given you the power to release your Savior, that he may give salvation unto you. Thank you, Lemoyne. And if yours is a new headset, um, you might go back to a prior, um, to a prior one. Um, we're getting a little, a little something funny out of your line as you speak. Um, Jessica. Okay. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> so I'm 17, doing... 17, 18. Uh -huh. yeah. Thank you. 17. It is impossible the Son of God be merely driven by in events outside of him. It is impossible that the happenings that come to him were not his choice. His power of decision is the determiner of every situation in which he seems to find himself by chance or accident. No accident nor chance is possible within the universe as God created it, outside of which is nothing. Suffer and you decided sin was your goal. Be happy and you gave the power of decision to him who must decide for God for you. This is the little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit, and even this 
he gave you to give yourself. For by this gift is given you the power to release your Savior that he may give salvation unto you. Begrudge not then this little offering. Withhold it and you keep the world as now you see it. Give it away and everything you see goes with it. Never was so much given for so little. In the holy instant is this exchange effected and maintained. Here is the world you do not want brought to the one you do. And here, the one you do is given you because you want it. Yet for this, the power of your wanting must first be recognized. You must accept its strength and not its weakness. You must perceive that what is strong enough to make a world can let it go and can accept the correction if it is willing to see that it was wrong. Thank you, Jessica. Yvonne. Thank you, Lee. Begrudge not then this little offering. Withhold it and you keep the world as now you see it. Give it away and everything you see goes with it. Never was so much given or so little. In the holy instant is this exchange effected and maintained. Here is the world you do not want brought to the one you do. And here the one you do is given you because you want it. Yet for this, the power of your wanting must first be recognized. You must accept its strength and not its weakness. You must perceive that what is strong enough to make a world can let it go and can accept correction if it is willing to see that it was wrong. The world you see is but the idle witness that you were right. This witness is insane. You trained it in its testimony, and as it gave it back to you, you listened and convinced yourself that what it saw was true. You did this to yourself. See only this, and you will also see how circular the reasoning on which your, quote, seeing rests. This was not given you. This was your gift to you and to your brother. Be willing, then, to have it taken from him and be replaced with truth. And as you look upon the change in him, it will be given you to see it in yourself. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Yvonne. Fran? 19. The world you see is but the idle witness that you were right. This witness is insane. You trained it in its testimony, and as it gave it back to you, you listened and convinced yourself that what it saw was true. You did this to yourself. See only this, and you will also see how circular the reasoning on which you're seeing rests. This was not given you. This was your gift to you and to your brother. Be willing then to have it taken from him and be replaced with truth. And as you look upon the change in him, 
it will be given you to see it in yourself. 20. Perhaps you do not see the need for you to give this little offering. Look closer then at what it is and very simply see in it the whole exchange of separation for salvation. All that the ego is is an idea that it is possible that things should happen to the Son of God without his will and thus without the will of his creator, whose will cannot be separate from his own. Thank you, Fran. Lori? Uh, I have to pass, but um, I'll, in a moment I maybe can come back. Okay, great. Okay. Micah? Okay. Um, so 19. At uh, 20 and 21. Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay, 20 and 21, sorry. Mm-hmm. The, uh, perhaps you do not see the need for you to give this little offering. Look closer then at what it is and very simply see in it the whole exchange of separation for salvation. All that the ego is is an idea that it is possible that change should happen to the Son of God. Oh, wait. This, I'm going to read that again. All that the ego is is an idea that it is possible that things should happen to the Son of God without his will and thus without the will of his Creator whose will cannot be separate from his own 21. This is the Son of God's replacement for his will, a mad revolt against what must forever be. This is the statement that he has the power to make God powerless, and so to take it for himself and leave himself without what God has willed for him. This is the mad idea you have enshrined upon your altars and which you worship. And anything which threatens this seems to attack your faith. For here is it invested. Think not that you are faithless, for your belief and trust in this is strong indeed. Thank you, Micah. Lana? Okay, uh, 21. This is the Son of God's replacement for his will, a mad revolt against what must forever be. This is the statement that he has the power to make God powerless and to take it for himself and have and leave himself without what God has willed for him. This is the mad idea you have enshrined upon your altars and which which you worship, and anything which threatens this seems to attack your faith, for here it is invested. Think not that you are faithless, 
for your belief and trust in this is strong indeed. 22. The Holy Spirit can give you faith in holiness and vision to see it easily enough, but you have not left open and unoccupied the altar where the gifts belong. Where they should be, you have set up your idols to something else. This other will, which seems to tell you what must happen, you gave reality. And what would show you otherwise must therefore seem unreal. All that is asked of you is to make room for truth. You are not asked to make or do what lies beyond your understanding. All you are asked to do is let it in, only to stop your interference with what will happen of itself, simply to recognize again the presence of what you thought you gave away. Thank you, Lana. And are you ready now, Lori? Sure. Okay. The Holy Spirit can give you faith in holiness and vision to see it easily enough, but you have not left open and unoccupied the altar where the gifts belong. Where they should be, you have set up your idols to something else. This other will, which seems to tell you what must happen, you gave reality, and what would show you otherwise must therefore seem unreal. All that is asked of you is to make room for truth. You are not asked to make or do what lies beyond your understanding. All you are asked to do is let it in, only to stop your interference with what will happen of itself, simply to recognize again the presence of what you thought you gave away. 23. Be willing for an instant to leave your altars free of what you placed upon them, and what is really there you cannot fail to see. The holy instant is not an instant of creation, but of recognition. For recognition comes of vision and suspended judgment. Then only is it possible to look within and see what must be there, plainly in sight, and wholly independent of interference and judgment. Undoing is not your task but it is up to you to welcome it or not. Faith and desire go hand in hand, for everyone believes in what he wants. Thank you, Laurie. Is there a new reader for 23 and 4? That would be 23 and 4. I I could do that. Oh, Wonderful. Thanks, Robin Marie. Okay. Um, 23. Be willing for an instant to leave your altars free of what you placed upon them and what is really there you cannot fail to see. The holy instant is not an instant of creation, but of recognition. For recognition comes of vision and suspended judgment. Then only is it 
Then only is it possible to look within and see what must be there plainly in sight and wholly independent of inference and judgment. Undoing is not your task, but it is up to you to welcome it or not. Faith and desire go hand in hand, for everyone believes in what he wants. 24. We have already said that wishful thinking is how the ego deals with what it wants to make want. (laughs) We have already said that wishful thinking is how the ego deals with what it wants to make it so. There is no better demonstration of the power of wanting and therefore of faith to make its goals seem real and possible. Faith in the unreal leads to adjustments of reality to make it fit the goal of madness. The goal of sin induces the perception of a fearful world to justify its purpose. What you desire, you will see. And if its reality is false, you will uphold it by not realizing all the adjustments you have introduced to make it so. Wonderful. Thank you, Reverend Marie. Do we have another new reader for 24 and 5? I will. Thanks, Ida. You're welcome. 24. We have already said that wishful thinking is how the ego deals with what it wants to make it so. There is no better demonstration of the power of wanting and therefore of faith to make its goals seem real and possible. Faith in the unreal leads to adjustments of reality to make it fit the goal of madness. The goal of sin induces the perception of a fearful world to justify its purpose. What you desire, you will see. And if its reality is false, you will uphold it by not realizing all the adjustments you have introduced to make it so. When vision is denied, confusion of cause and effect becomes inevitable. The purpose now becomes to keep obscure the cause of the effect and make effect appear to be a cause. This seeming independence of effect enables it to be regarded as standing by itself and capable of serving as a cause of the events and feelings its maker thinks it causes. Long ago, we spoke of your desire to create your own creator and be father and not son to him. This is the same desire. The son is the effect whose cause you would deny. And so he seems to be the cause, producing real effect. Nothing can have effects without a cause, and to confuse the two, is merely to fail to understand them both. Thank you, Ida. About another new reader, 25 and 6. Okay, back to you, Reverend Regent. Okie dokie. Um, 25. 
vision, <clears throat> when vision is night, fusion of cause and effect becomes inevitable. The purpose now becomes to keep obscure the cause of the effect and make effect appear to be a cause. The seeming independence of effect enables it to be regarded as standing by itself and capable of serving as a cause of the events and feelings its maker thinks it causes. Long ago, we spoke of your desire to create your own creator and be father and not son to him. This is the same desire. The son is the effect whose cause would deny. And so he seems to be the cause producing effects. Nothing can affect without a cause. And to confuse the two is merely to fail to understand them both. 26. It's as needful that you recognize you made the world you see as that you recognize that you did not create yourself. They are the same mistake. Nothing created by your creator has any influence over you. And if you think what you have made can tell you what you see and feel and place your faith its ability to do so, you are denying your creator and believing that you made yourself. For if you think the world you made has power to make you what it wills, you are confusing son and father, effect and soul. Thank you, Reverend Rija. Renee. It is as needful that you recognize you made the world you see as that you recognize that you did not create yourself. They are the same mistake. Nothing created not by your creator has any influence over you. And if you think what you have made can tell you what you see and feel and place your faith and its ability to do so, you are denying your creator and believing that you made yourself. For if you think the world you made has power to make you what it wills, you are confusing son and father, effect and source. The son's creations are like his father's, Yet, in creating them, the son does not delude himself that he is independent of his source. His union with it is the source of his creating. Apart from this, he has no power to create, and what he makes is meaningless. It changes nothing, and creation depends entirely upon the madness of its maker and cannot serve to justify the madness. Your brother thinks he made the world with you. Thus he denies creation. With you, he thinks the world he has made, made him. Thus he denies he made it. Thank you, Renee. Lemoyne. The son's creations are like his father's. Yet in creating them, the son does not delude himself that he is independent of his source. His union with it is the source of his creating. Apart from this, he 
he has no power to create, and what he makes is meaningless. It changes nothing in creation, depends entirely upon the madness of its maker, and cannot serve to justify the madness. Your brother thinks he made the world with you. Thus he denies creation. With you, he thinks the world he made made him. Thus he denies he made it. Yet the truth is you were both created by a loving Father who created you together and is one. See what, quote, proves otherwise and you deny your whole reality. But grant that everything which seems to stand between you, keeping you from each other and separate from your Father, you made in secret. And the instant of release has come to you. All its effects are gone because its source has been uncovered. It, it is its seeming independence of its source that kept you prisoner. This is the same delusion that you are independent of the source by which you were created and have never met. Thank you, Lemoyne. Do we have a new reader who would enjoy concluding with 28? Okay, Jessica. Oops, I just, um, hold on a second. Lost my place. But I would love to read it. Okay, 28. Yet the truth is, you were both created by a loving father who created you together and as one. See what, quote, proves otherwise and you deny your whole reality. But grant that everything which seems to stand between you, keeping you from each other and separate from your father, you made in secret, and the instant of release has come to you. All its effects are gone because its source has been uncovered. It is its seeming independence of its source that kept you prisoner. This is the same delusion that you are independent of the source by which you were created and have never left. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks, everyone who read. To recap then, from Chapter 21, The Inner Picture, Section 3, The Responsibility for Sight. We have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which he gives you everything. The very little on which salvation rests. The tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. From 14, this is the only thing you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain, 
and the complete escape from sin all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations. For here, the power of salvation lies. I am responsible for what I see. I chose the feelings I experience, and I decided on the goal I would achieve, and everything that seems to happen to me, I asked for and received as I had asked. From 16, deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistakes will disappear. 17. It is impossible the Son of God be merely driven by events outside of him. It is impossible the happenings that come to him were not his choice. His power of decision is the determiner of every situation in which he seems to find himself by chance or accident. No accident nor chance is possible within the universe as God created it, outside of which is nothing. Be happy, and you gave the power of decision to him who must decide for God for you. This the little gift you offered to the Holy Spirit. And even this he gave to you to give yourself. From 18, begrudge not then this little offering. Withhold it and you keep the world as now you see it. Give it away and everything you see goes with it. Never was so much given for so little. In the holy instant, is the world you do not want brought to the one you do. And here, the one you do is given you because you want it. You must perceive that what is strong enough to make a world can let it go and can accept correction if it is willing to see that it is wrong. From 19, the world you see is but the idle witness that you were right. Be willing then to have it be replaced with truth. From 20, very simply see in this little offering the whole exchange of separation for salvation. All that the ego is, is an idea that it is possible that things should happen to the Son of God without his will and thus without the will of his creator, whose will cannot be separate from his own. 21, this is the statement that he has the power to make God powerless and so to take it for himself and leave himself without what God has willed for him. From 22, the Holy Spirit can give you faith in holiness and vision to see it easily enough. All that is asked of you is to make room for truth. You are not asked to make or do what lies beyond your understanding. All you are asked to do is let it in, only to stop your interference with what will happen of itself, simply to recognize again the presence 
of what you thought you gave away. 23, be willing for an instant to leave your altars free of what you placed upon them and what is really there you cannot fail to see. The holy instant is not an instant of creation, but of recognition. For recognition comes of vision and suspended judgment. In 26, it is as needful that you recognize you made the world you see as that you recognize that you did not create yourself. They are the same mistake. Nothing created not by your creator has any influence over you. And from 28, the truth is you and your brother were both created by a loving father who created you together and as one. See what proves otherwise and you deny your whole reality but grant that everything which seems to stand between you, keeping you from each other and separate from your father, you made in secret and the instant of release has come to you. Amen. We have about five minutes till the top of the hour. The floor is open. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Yes, thank you, Lee. Well, I'll try to make this short. Um, this is Lana. Good morning, everyone. Um, this section, uh, you know, brings me to really uh, main spiritual concepts that Jesus wants me to embrace and test out, take for a ride, <laughs> and see what shows up. You know, it's the responsibility for sight and cause and effect. And um, I find that when I'm in my wrong mind, I will get, I will become confused as between cause and effect and focus on the effects, leaving there the cause. And, of course, you know, he, he tells us so often that we have to go to the source, which is in our minds, which is the cause, uh, to heal. And, um, you know, the, for me, that experience, uh, the experience of uh, the whole experience in realm of perception is very circular. It's it's like I'll believe what I perceive and I'll perceive what I believe. It's like one feeds into the other. It's like a you go at catch twenty two. You know, it goes round and round. And I need something to interrupt that process, that uh, programming in my mind. And um, when something shows up, and I and when I don't accept responsibility for it as its maker, I can um, forget how powerful the mind is. And I, you know, I can forget how powerful I am as a creation of God. And uh, when I look closely as, at it, it's what fuels and 
facilitates my makings are my beliefs in them. Beliefs are so strong. And also the idea that I can create anything separate from God. He'll tell me that I'm co- I, I can be a co-creator with him, but to believe that I can create anything apart from his mind is just an impossible idea because I'm, I reside there in his mind. I can't do anything without the mind of God in, in harmony with it. So uh, this whole idea of separation makes me believe I'm an entity of myself. I'm my own creator. I'm my own maker. And that's all I do is make imaginary, impossible things and then bring belief to it so I experience them as real. You know, it's, 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 really, um, it's really insanity. So when I accept, but responsibility of sight also reminds me that whenever I, if I own my perceptions, I can embrace that power. And if I can make something, I can unmake it through the, uh, through Holy Spirit. I just have to have the willingness and the desire and want it to be undone. I have to have that um, motivating desire for it to be undone. That's my choice. That's, that's how I choose again. You know, and, and all I have to do is look at how powerful my making mechanism is. I mean, like I can, I can, I'm a master at making money disappear. <laughs> And experiencing scarcity. I mean, I've got that ace, and I can just. And so, if I'm powerful enough to do that, I must be powerful enough to create abundance. Also, I just chose wrongly. I am so powerful in making my roommate appear like an insane person. <laughs> That it's so convincing. I believe that what I made is real. But if I'm not powerful to make these impossible things appear before me and be convinced that they're real, if I'm not powerful, um, just think of what I can do when I join my mind with God as his co-creator. I can undo anything I've made up when I join with God. Um, and, and that's the decision. That's the choice. That's returning my mind to cause to undo the effects of my madness. So anyhow, I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Wow. Thanks, Lana. That's terrific. Thanks, Lana. Yeah, that was really great. Thank you, Lana. Wow. Thank you, Lana. Thank, Thank you, Lana. Lana. Thank you, guys. In a nutshell, thank you. And we're at the top of the hour where we um huh? oh, let's see. I think someone's off of mute, perhaps oh okay got that guy <laughs> morning and um top of the hour, we uh like to accept Fran's offer to walk us through today's lesson. Fran, thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that we're on is what is salvation? Uh, The lesson for today is lesson 236. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. 
Thou shalt read some from What is Salvation? Salvation is a promise made by God that you would find your way to Him at last. It cannot but be kept. It guarantees that time will have an end and all the thoughts that have been born in time will end as well. The thought of peace was given to God's Son the instant that his mind had thought of war. There was no need for such a thought before, for peace was given without opposite and merely was. But when the mind is split, there is a need of healing. So the thought which has the power to heal the split became a part of every fragment of the mind that still was one, but failed to recognize its oneness. Now it did not know itself and thought its own identity was lost. Salvation is undoing in the sense that it does nothing, failing to support the world of dreams and malice. Thus it lets illusions go. By not supporting them, it merely lets them quietly go down to dust. And what they hid is now revealed, an altar to the holy name of God. Let us come daily to this holy place and spend a while together. Here we share our final dream. It is a dream in which there is no sorrow. From here we give salvation to the world. For it is here salvation was received. The song of our rejoicing is the call to all the world that freedom is returned, that time is almost over, and God's Son has but an instant more to wait until his Father is remembered. Dreams are done. Eternity has shined away the world. And only heaven now exists at all. Now we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 236. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. I have a kingdom I must rule. At times, it does not seem I am its king at all. It seems to triumph over me and tell me what to think and what to do and feel. And yet it has been given me to serve whatever purpose I perceive in it. My mind can only serve. Today I give its service to the Holy Spirit, to employ as he sees fit. I thus direct my mind, which I alone can rule. And thus I set it free to do the will of God. Father, my mind is open to your thoughts and closed today to every thought but yours. I rule my mind and offer it to you. Accept my gift, for it is yours to me. We'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 236. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule.
Father, my mind is open to your thoughts and closed today to every thought but yours. I rule my mind and offer it to you. Accept my gift, for it is yours to me. Lesson 236. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. Amen. Very beautifully done. Thanks, Fran. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, Fran. Morning, everyone. Lee here. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. It's one of those uh, standout lessons. Um, The whole idea of I have a kingdom, I must rule. It acknowledges one thing that I've been given. I've been given by God the choice as to how and what to have my mind serve. It can serve the ego, in which case it serves illusions. And my mind and the kingdom of my experience becomes then hostage to the ego. Or it can serve God and serve by my election um, the desire that I be delivered to the truth and have then the kingdom of my mind entirely serve my father. By my election, that's his gift to me, the choice and the freedom as to whether I will be host to God or hostage to the ego by my election. That's the beauty of that last sentence of the prayer to me. I rule my mind and offer it to you, except my gift, for my gift is yours to me. My gift to you, Father, of my choice that I allow my mind serve you rather than the ego, truth rather than illusion, that choice is your gift to me. I use it now on your behalf. Beautiful, beautiful prayer. Um, I wanted to touch in again briefly on the last paragraph. What is salvation? These special themes get away from us so quickly, (laughs) even though, you know, they linger for 10 days. I don't want to leave unaddressed how much he compresses into that final paragraph. Touched on it a little yesterday, but you guys, it's everything. It's everything for uh, the responsibility for sight, all compressed in a single paragraph. The consequence of the responsibility for whether I will choose that the kingdom of my mind entertain only um, defiance of the truth or illusions or whether the kingdom of my mind will support my desire to be lifted to an experience of the truth about myself and you and God and everything. That choice is my responsibility for sight. And it's encompassed, as he says in this section, it's encompassed in this little decision in which the whole option to trade salvation for crucifixion lies. 
I can elect always for the ego's thoughts, its dominion, and the crucifixion that its condemnation results in of everything I judge and condemn, you and myself included, or I can choose for salvation and everything being lifted and resurrection, everything being lifted out of that crucifixion, the ego's thought system alone had been responsible for. In that choice is encapsulated all that he includes in this last and summary paragraph of what is salvation. From here, he says, we give salvation to the world, for it's here salvation was received in this change of mind that I elect. The song of our rejoicing, having spoken in the paragraph before of grass pushing through the soil, trees budding now, birds come to live within their branches, earth being born again in new perception. The consequence of all that is that the song of our rejoicing is the call to all the world that freedom is returned, that time is almost over, God's son has but an instant more to wait until his father is remembered, dreams are done, eternity is shined away, the world, and only heaven now exists at all. Those several phrases have everything to do with how full and complete is the ushering out of an old world and the ushering in, exactly as we read in this section of a new world, always exchanging the world I do no longer want for the one I do. In that exchange is something so dramatic that he can speak of it in the first instance as having time almost be over. If I know that the ego's version of time actively prevents my awareness of what he calls in this course the experience of timelessness or the eternal sanctity of every holy instant. If I know that time as the ego has known it prevents my awareness of timelessness, then for time to be almost over means I'm no longer held captive by the ego's reference to what time is. I'm being delivered from the ego's orientation toward time. That's not all I'm being delivered from because he says God's son has but an instant more to wait until his father is remembered. And we've spoken of there being two things that come together, the memory of God and the memory of my identity. In that movement, when the father is remembered and my identity is remembered, the consequence is that dreams, as he says in this last paragraph, of what is salvation, dreams are done. Dreams, in the way he speaks of it negatively across this course, is always the imposition into my awareness of the ego's thoughts about everything distant from the truth, distant from what vision would reveal as being always so of what I behold. If I don't behold what's so of what I behold, <laughs> then I'm entertaining dreams about everything. 
for dreams to be done means the memory of my father and the memory of my identity ushers out my being captive to illusions. And it means I've welcomed now the truth. The next phrase, eternity has shined away the world. Do you see how when he describes of the onset of the ego's world, how it's imposing always the false on my awareness to hide the true? When the timeless is returned to my awareness to overtake what the ego had imagined true about time, when the timeless is introduced, then one can say this experience of the timeless has ushered away, has shined away the world, has shined away the world as I had ever known it. And now with the world as I had ever known it, shined away, what stands in its place is my experience of the heaven that stands in reflection always of the truth about myself. That's the beauty of this for me, the beauty of this special theme. What is salvation? Oh my God, all of salvation encompassed in a single paragraph. Only only heaven now exists at all. All in exchange, as he says in this section, for the simple, simple decision that I relinquish my faith in what I've known and give welcome to the truth. Just that I exchange the world I do not want any longer for the world I do. That I walk out of the ego's world into the world that vision is waiting to show me. That Holy Spirit's direction and nothing short of my Father's wish for me. Thanks, everyone. I'm complete. That was so passionately. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. Lee. Thank you so much. Thank please. you. Thank you so much. Everything. That's beautiful. Exquisitely. Thank you. Wow. Oh, that was loaded. Thank you. <laughs> I really love it. Beautifully wrapped up. For host. Loved it. Thank you. Oh, thank you all. This is Yvonne. I'm passionate this morning as well, Lee, over the lesson. Um, it really uh, strikes a, a big chord for me today, so I'd like to read it. I know, I know Fran did it and so on, but this is where I am this morning. I have a kingdom I must rule. Well, there it is right there. At times it does not seem that I am its king at all. <laughs> it seems to triumph over me and to tell me what to think and what to do and feel. Been there many times. But yet, and yet, it has been given me to serve whatever purpose I perceive in it. Responsibility for sight, I guess. My mind can only serve. Today, I give it service to the Holy Spirit to employ as he sees fit. 
and I thus direct my mind, <laughs> which I alone can rule, and thus I set it free to do the will of God. Amen. And so it is. I'm complete. Wonderful. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, Yvonne. This is your name. Thank you, everyone. Come ahead, Renee. If this, for some reason, this lesson reminds me of the third step prayer, and I just wanted to read it really quick. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Complete. Wow, thank you so much. I'm so glad you read that. Thank you, Renee. Oh, that is so beautiful, Renee. Thank you. You know, we each have a ministry. And it's like, so my ministry is like with the people I know and outside of this group here and my family and folks like that. Um, But I feel like this getting together here and doing this with you guys almost every day is like the gathering of ministers (laughs) <laughs> and Lori and Lee have been like the ministers of ministers teaching us, leading us. And I really appreciate it all, all of you. And uh, you have inspired me to be the minister to my little group that's in my life here. Thank you. I'm complete. So oh, touching, Ida. Thank you. Wait, Oh, I so agree, Ida. Thank you. Yes, I'm so full of thankfulness for this group and and Lee and Lori. Thank you so much for all of your voices and all of your wisdom inspired by Source. Thank you. Oh, and yours, Robin Marie. Thank you. Thank you. You, and thank you, Ida, for your ministry. Thank you. I think this group is such a demonstration of giving and receiving or one. You know, it's like, um, I like that it's <laughs> a call in that um, it's like we leave our bodies behind and I I just envision everyone on this call as little balls of light, you know, just bouncing off and extending 
off each other and nourishing and supporting each other and in the kingdom. Um, it's just a beautiful vision in my mind when I'm on this call. I'm, I'm right in the midst of healing something. And, um, and, you, and my countenance is a little shaky. I don't know if you've noticed it in my voice or not. But this is, you know, for me, this is, this is the deal. This is the practice. This is taking back my kingdom, the kingdom of my mind, um, from uh, the ego thought system's influence over it. It's, it's taking back the ownership of my perceptions and ruling my kingdom as a co-creator with God. And, and what I like to do um, is just drown myself in truth. You know, just, and and the call is a perfect way of doing this as I'm focused on being present here and now with you and all of you sharing the truth. You know, it's like uh, a healing balm for my mind. And, um, And I can guarantee that by the end of the call, I will be back in peace because that's just how the process works for me. I choose what I want. And I align my mind with God and with truth and join with my brothers and just get out of the way. Uh, And it's done for me. You know, I just don't have to do anything other than making that choice to be healed. Um, And Holy Spirit just picks up the ball and runs with it. So thank you all for being here. I'm complete. Thank you, you, Lana. I love the Amen. way you put that. I can totally <laughs> align with that. Oh, I've been on mute thanking everybody. Boy, well, thank you all. <laughs> all of you who wondered about my silence, I've been loving what I'm hearing. Um, I wanted to just leap in here quick with a single, you know, this what a what a what a really complex reading this particular section is. But for me, it it it's, uh, centers down to something so brief that I can just uh, um, reduce it really to two thoughts. The thought that appears, I'm going to start with the thought that as it appears in 20, the thought that says all that the ego is, is an idea that it is possible things should happen to the Son of God without his will, and thus without the will of his creator, whose will cannot be separate from his own. Do you see the focus here on circumstances? you guys, and my relationship with the circumstances of my life, I either stand at the vic- as a victim of the things that occur, or I have a different relationship with the things that occur. The different relationship I have with events and circumstances, if I'm not standing victim of random events or of capricious will, directed against my highest interest, the relationship I have in truth is that some deep part of me in concert with my father has eliminated chance or accident from the universe I walk. No chance or accident. But instead, 
everything that happens to me being both the will of my Father and the will of my inmost self. In that sense, accident and chance no longer exist. And everything that happens is directed by um, that which has only my highest interest at heart. You see how I'm no longer the victim of anything. If I recognize all that the ego ever was, was the idea that it was possible things should happen to me without my will and without the will of my creator. How cool. Now I'm held in creation's arms. I'm held in my father's arms. And nothing violates my highest interest that will ever unfold before me. That is emphasized in the only other part of this reading I wanted to highlight. It's the first several sentences of 17. It's impossible, the Son of God, it's impossible that I be driven by events outside me. That I merely be driven about by events outside me. It's impossible that the happenings that come to me were not my choice. Were not the choice of something deeper and more dear and genuine about my being than I'm even aware of. My power of decision is the determiner of every situation in which I seem to find myself by what I had imagined chance or accident. But no accident or chance is possible within the universe as God created it, outside of which is nothing. I'm relieved of all possibility of believing that accident, chance, evil wish or will, some driving force of malevolence or capriciousness ever directs the situations in my life. I'm lifted to an exalted place relative to what occurs for me in the knowledge that my inmost self and my Father co-create all things and there is one source of everything I'll experience, never two, and that source always had my highest interest at heart despite all appearance. That's the nature of my faith and my sense of perfect safety today and uh, what I believe he imparts to us uh, by way of the source of our peace across this curriculum. I'm complete. Thanks for that. letting me add that. Oh, thank you thank for doing Oh, so appreciated. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Oh, that was great. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Julie. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Hi, Lee. This is Patricia. I don't know if you can hear me. Perfectly. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning. Very good. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, dear brother, your sharing reminds me. And so I got this uh, beautiful memory coming alive, which is the thing you guys do to me. So I get to relive things that are so gorgeous. And and it's so much now in my day, which um, was a moment when I got to that revelation you're sharing, where, oh, this this dimension there are no accidents and I, it was so exciting to be living in this um and it is a total surrendered reality where i'm not in control but i'm more delighted to not be in control because i'm so overwhelmed that there are no accidents and you can see from this other point of view and then boom i'll let you guys know this because it's only uh it's not anything we boast about, but we want to confess. Our light came in the room, and I heard and saw this almost like what they say in the book, a real mirror, but it was so much bigger. It came from like this light of a forever horizon, and then coming closely was a uh, Hello, Patricia. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we're here together now because we can do it this time like we've never done it before. And I knew without her saying, this was my oversoul. Like, this was one that knew me from the very beginning of time and had lived through this dream. And was here awake with me, finally realizing there's no error, that she could be conscious with me, this whatever voice we want to give this part. But the first thing that I got in in total was that I'm reliving something, and I'm able to to brand, brand new a way I've never, ever done it before. And with such excitement that I get to meet every moment and meet it in a way I've never done before and love it in a way that I could never have imagined. It's a wonderful way to live. Thank you. Oh, it was beautiful, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Yes, Patricia, that was so beautiful. I'm so glad for you, too. I feel like you're my sister. (laughs) And you are. I'm complete. (laughs) Yeah. Was that Lana? That was Ida. Oh, Ida. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Mm-hmm. I think Lee's on mute again, and just wondering if maybe. Lori, you want to maybe go on ahead with your 
what you have to say this morning, and we will catch up. Huh? <laughs> oh, thanks, Ida. That's very sweet. Um, well, what a gorgeous reading that wraps it all up into just one package. Uh, the only thing I am ever saved from is what I made. All the mistakes I made, all my mistaken beliefs, my mistaken ideas. Um, I'm remembering a quote that salvation is a secret you've kept only from yourself. And um, and how it feels like that when I finally come home that salvation was only waiting for me. Um, I hear that. I hear that expressed here every morning and it's just so beautiful. Um, In this reading, what I'm most in love with this morning is that first sentence of the last paragraph. Yet the truth is you were both created by a loving Father who created you together and as one. I mean, is that just a gorgeous definition of heaven? Um, that there's not anything, anywhere, anytime, anyone, any element of creation that wasn't created simultaneously with me and one with me. That's how I can see that salvation is salvation only from the mistakes I made. And I am so willing to be corrected. (laughs) Um, It's the one thing, it's the one thing I can offer consistently when I'm unhappy. Um, Reveal my mistakes to me because I don't know. And it was never my responsibility to know anything except that I belong. I belong to my father. Earlier in this work, there's a whole section called the authority problem. And the authority problem isn't that I have an overlord who who wills to command me, but rather I have an author to whom I am indebted for this life. The joy of living is to accept my authorship, to accept that I belong to first cause, and beyond first cause, there is no other cause. Anything other than first cause is a mistake in my mind. And it's so simple that every time I say I don't know, you know what I'm really saying is for a moment I'm believing in the figment of my imagination. Even me, even the ego, is a figment of my imagination. That's how that last paragraph in What is Salvation contains the whole package. And Lee said it so beautifully. Um, 
I can't even begin to oh, weave the thread the way it did. And that has been your gift to us all these years, for which I'm so grateful. And um, and just right now, I need to say I'm going to miss you. I'm complete. That was so very beautiful. Thank, thank you, Lori. Oh, thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Lots of time remaining. And many here we've not heard from. The floor is open. Come ahead, Aya. Oh, I was just saying thank you, dear, sweet Lori. And you definitely uh, are saying that for me as well. Thank you. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Plenty of time, everyone. Okay, floor is wide open. Good morning. Oops. Done important. Hey, Harrison. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. We'll be waiting. Okay. Okay, thanks. Someone in the meantime? Well, oh, I have a reference. Question. Oh, go, Reverend Regia, please. Oh, uh, okay, Mike, uh, just because Reverend Kobe's at the groomers and they're going to any second. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll take this opportunity to, to step in real quick. Um, the section on responsibility for sight, one of my favorites, because um, what it does for me, um, when I took the S training or Air S training, uh, he said, there's a um, lot of good news and news, and it's, you know, it's, um, the good news is that, you know, it's, it's um, well, the bad news is that it's me. It's, I, you know, I, I am responsible for everything that happens to me. Um, the good news is that I am responsible for everything that happens to me. And it's really, really a life because I can only change. Um, Rija, you're... You're, um, you may have to switch headsets. Well, let me, let me, try, let me try to talk uh, another sentence and see, because I walked away from my um, desk. So how do I sound now? If it's bad, I'll hang up. How do I sound now? Oh, it sounds Still fine breaking now. Up? Okay. I, I, oh, no, it sounds I fine had, now. I'll, see, I'll let Sharon, you know. I sh- are you going to talk, Chris? 
Okay, I share an office with my husband, as you know, and I had to, I walked, I had a big idea that I walk away from my desk and it wouldn't affect it, but um, he's not talking on his, uh, he's not on a WebEx at the moment, so we're, we're good. Okay, so I'll stay near my, my desk. Um, anyway, it, it, um, it's been a lifesaver for me to know that uh, I am the only one that um, can make a change. Uh, most, a lot of my life, I've I've looked out and said, oh, God, and I've grabbed whatever was out there and said, change. <laughs> you know, I needed that to change because I was unhappy, and that had to change for me to be happy. So I tried to manipulate and change. And then I discovered that I, I can only change my thoughts about what is happening and align them with the loving thoughts of God <laughs> because then I will see the perfection of everything, and then I can be of service. So it's really a godsend to know that deeply. And we have been tested, my husband and I, because we, we realize the truth of that. But when things happen to us in our lives, very quickly, not immediately sometimes, but very quickly, we take responsibility. We say, you know, and, and try to see the blessing. That's a gift from Laurie. Cameron, is a, to see the blessing and the gift in everything. And when you do that, it really blesses you and it blesses everyone. So um, that's what I thought to share today. Thank, thank you all. Thanks for letting me know I wasn't being heard and um, I'm complete. Oh, thank you. Very Beautiful. Rita. Thank you, Rita. Yeah, thank you, Rita. Uh, thank you, Reverend. And then we have... Uh, we have Harrison back with us, and then Micah, I think, has his hand up. Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Lee. Uh, thank you all for your really helpful shares. Um, they all fill in little blanks along the way, so thank you very much. Um, I think if I had a, a section uh, of the text that uh, really grabbed me, um, it's this one. And um, uh, one of the ones, uh, one of the um, paragraphs that uh, I uh, have memorized is paragraph 15, which I think goes to the heart of um, the healing of the separation. Um, uh, in mine, own understanding of the separation, uh, at least in part, is that uh, I gave up responsibility for uh, everything that seemed to happen to me. I, I um, found that I could blame it on something or someone outside of me. Um, 
that it old uh, phrase, the devil made me do it, uh, is uh, just one little simplistic example of how we um, evade responsibility for what we do. Uh, I blame it on others. Um, I blame it on my upbringing, my parents, you name it. There's always somebody out there I can point to as the uh, reason uh, for what I do or what I don't do uh, for my happiness and for my unhappiness. Um, and, of course, I always have the body available uh, to me uh, to blame for how I'm feeling. But uh, this section, this chapter, uh, uh, and, and even this lesson, I rule my mind, which I alone must rule, all points to self responsibility um, and uh, when I read I am and uh, the emphasis is on am <laughs> um, responsible for what I see um, so everything I see I'm responsible for the good, the bad and the other I'm responsible for it. I'm choosing to see it. That's an amazing concept there. Um, I choose the feelings I experience. That's a little bit easier to accept. And I decided on the goal I would achieve and everything that seems to happen to me I ask for and receive as I have asked. Now, I can go back through my life and uh, recall experiences that I've had. And in most, if not all cases, I can point to someone or something else to blame for uh, the feelings that arose. Uh, and, uh, of course, I continue to do that to this day. And so the work that I have to put in is to look within in every instant, uh, whatever the situation may be, to look within and take responsibility for whatever seems to be happening, be it in the world outside that I think I see with my eyes or, or sense with my senses, or whatever thoughts I may be having 
at any given time. Take responsibility for it. Because it's only happening in my mind. That's the only place there is. I'm complete. Thanks so much, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Oh, thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you. Very truthful. Micah. Yeah, Lee, I'm going to have to pass for a little bit here. Okay. Floor is open. We have about five minutes. Anyone with brief concluding thoughts? I wonder if Lori got something juicy for the closing. Thank you. Oh, I'm sure she certainly does. Patricia. A quick one that I got reminded of that's so delightful and a way to perceive this reality without ever a mistake occurring is that um, what I'm shown through this curriculum is time is like ripening. And you really would never blame, an apple wouldn't blame itself for six months ago being a different uh, structure oriented in a different story an unfolding, ripening perfection. So what the curriculum does, the more and more this perfect vision is willing to see, is there has never been a forgiving anything to forgive because it's all, even everything I used to believe and feel and do and think, it was all perfect ripening. So it's so liberating to know that we don't have to go back and undo a single thing that has been ripening every one of us. Thank you. Well, I love that. That's just beautiful. Thank you, Patricia. Thanks, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, everyone. We're at the conclusion then of our recorded time, Lori, what have you selected as a closing? Well, you know what? <laughs> this, this is so perfect. Um, before, before I ever read today's reading or did today's lesson, I heard my mind say the perfect closing for tomorrow is a perfect gift for all of us. And then we had our reading and our call and our lesson and and here it is, from chapter 30, God's gift to all of us. Do you not understand that to oppose the Holy Spirit is to fight yourself? He tells you about your will. He speaks for you. In his divinity is but your own. And all he knows is but your knowledge, saved for you, that you might do your will through him.
God asks you to your will. He joins with you. He did not set up his kingdom alone in heaven itself, but represents your will where everything created is for you. No spark of life but was created with your glad consent as you would have it be, and not one thought that God has ever had but waited for your blessing to be born. God is no enemy to you. He asks no more than that he hear you call him friend. How wonderful it is to do your will, for that is freedom. There is nothing else that ever should be called by freedom's name. Unless you do your will, you are not free. And would God leave his son without what he has chosen for himself? God but ensured that you would never lose your will when he gave you his perfect answer. Hear it now that you may be reminded of his love and learn your will. God would not have his son made prisoner to what he does not want. He joins with you in willing you to be free. And to oppose him is to make a choice against yourself and choose that you be bound. He asks no more than that he hear you call him friend. My friend. My friends. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lori. That was gorgeous. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, everyone. Thanks all who read, everyone here and listening with us, um, both now and in the future of these recordings for being part of this community. This has been uh, my great joy. Thanks, everyone.